underestimate Tony Stark. Me to do evil, I created an iron suit to protect my people. Escape, bow to be Iron Man the Great, the billionaire Tony Stark to renew your faith. Welcome to the I Want More Comics Podcast, episode 14. I'm Keith. I'm Richie. I'm Zach. And I'm Sean. And we're back once again for another week of fun, fun, fun in the sun, sun, sun. <laughs> Sweet. <God>. Yes. <laughs> well, we're actually recording this one during the day because scheduling nope. just didn't work out last night. So. Who knows? This might have a little different energy it's, to it. Yeah. Yes. I, I have to wake up, but yeah. <laughs> You're usually sleeping in the middle of the day on Thursday. On Thursday, I am not this mobile. That is very true. So, welcome to the store, Zach. Absolutely. <laughs> First time here? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, Zach? Just to throw you right in the fire, let's start yes. off with the news. Uh, so the first big thing we want to talk about, um, uh, I have some other fun little news items that we could talk about after this, but uh, we're going to be doing a Valiant event coming up uh, later on this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm going to hand it off to Richie because uh, he's going to be the one uh, marketing it and talking about it on Facebook and doing yes. all that sort of stuff. So uh, tell us about the Valiant event. So this is for all my Valiant heads, which I know listen to this. Uh, we are doing an event just for you, specifically for the people that just live in that Valiant universe. We're going to do the unveiling of the 4001 AD time, time capsule, capsule yeah. which, <laughs> which is... Fanfare and yeah. we, <laughs> we haven't opened it. We don't know what, nope. what's in it. You guys have been working since... When June it's to get raffle tickets yep. for whatever yeah, items yeah. or contents are in this time capsule. It's the most amount of fun throwing a raffle with an unknown number of prizes. It is interesting. <laughs> right. We have no idea how much is in there. Know. It could be one. Could we be know one. there's one. Somebody gets the box. Yep, you yes. get a box. <laughs> if, it, if we open it and it's the time capsule, is a box. Enjoy. Put all your trades in there. <laughs> yes. There you go. This is the biggest troll ever. There's nothing yes. inside. Well, there's one winner. I and, don't and, mind uh, giving people belly lint. So it's a valuable supposed to be giving us a key in the mail too so we can give away the key oh, i guess what if, ever, what if they never give us the key <laughs> well, if they never give us the key oh, i know a guy yeah. <laughs> i know a guy. you know a guy i know a guy we all yeah. know a guy <laughs> so what happens is this box is getting open on august 31st 2016 so that's wednesday it's a wednesday yep wednesday at 7 p.m we will go ahead we will i believe we've decided we're going to crack open the box so there's no awkward crying or sniffling when we don't know what happens. And we're going to film it and, and put it up yeah, on YouTube. On YouTube, And yep. that's for evidence of the fact that we didn't, you know, tamper with anything. You'll get to see us unveil what's in the box. Yep. Valiant sent us enough cool stuff. We have an axe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. stand-ups. Maybe we can open the box and switch the, the axe. They sent us the banners that they used at the oh, yeah. standouts, different conventions the, the and stuff. Cut-out yeah. standouts, yeah, that's the cool stuff. Yeah. Either way, awesome the time stuff. is coming, and we want to share that time with you guys, so yeah. make a date, make a plan. It's August 31st, Wednesday at 7 p.m. You want to be yeah. at I Want More Comics. We'll we have, have cookies. We'll have we cookies. We'll have <laughs> drinks. Yeah. And we might even have a live podcast. To, yep, later you on know, that, that, yep, you can come and talk and we can just hash out our Valiant together, our Valiant love. Absolutely. You can um, teach me something. You can tell Zach he's wrong. It's great. It's a good hey, time. Hey, I'm never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that would come to Valiant. But, um, 
The yeah. technical asterisk details next to that is that your tickets, which if you haven't seen the promotions, I've been up on our Facebook page. Yeah, uh, you, you get a free ticket for every Valiant item that you purchase in the store. Yep. So this can be just comics, this can be trades, this can be anything that's Valiant related. Yep. Uh, the variants count, all of it. Yep. So you get a ticket and we're putting it in into the uh, raffle. We yep. are going to make it where no matter how many items are inside this, it, each person can only win one item. So yep. we're going to spread the Valiant love through the community everybody gets a little bit of piece of of this tickets are available for any item that you buy at any point in time up until 6 p.m on the 31st that's when we're going to cut it off that's when we're going to start awarding out the prizes and and film the opening and and such you do have to ask for the ticket when you make the purchase because there are some people who are buying valiant stuff that don't care about it and we're letting those people you know just pass right on by yep some people don't want to do it and they're just uh they're just like no it's cool you know make sure somebody else gets it we're focused on making this good for the super fans that's you guys who are wanting this i want the freaks that's That's right i don't need the normies i want the valiant freaks (laughs) from what i hear that's right and then like you said that that live podcast that is open forum to talk about valiant love yes that is let's have conversations about why we like the bloodshots the jeff lemire's the ninja baby all the way back to the beginning of of the the whole thing and uh what what they've done right what you like and how would you this is a great one i'd love to hear from some of the valiant people how would you describe valiant to others who say what mm-hmm. you should yeah. read valiant why that, what's that true. about that, that's yeah. true so you know we've talked about it you know we're in the depth on this uh we want to hear from you guys too because i'll tell you this we always learn something from the fans too every time yep absolutely um and we're going to be talking about this um we're going to be uh, talking about this on every podcast we're going to be talking about this um on the website on the facebook page we're yes. going to be doing this all the way this Instagram, month leading up whatever yeah. you want yeah we're going to be talking about it leading up so um this is not going to be the only time we talk about it so don't worry mm-hmm. uh we will remind you many times about the dates and times and all that stuff what date is it uh, august 31st I don't oh, know. oh august 31st <laughs> wednesday 7 p.m right. that's right okay so um so going on uh just for a couple of fun little things. Yes, um, give us more news, Zach. Yes. So so one of the things I thought was really interesting is that Marvel uh, made a statement uh, the other day that people are um, talking to them about how good DC's um, covers, uh, the cover stock and the way that they treat their books are. Um, Marvel, for a long time, has been doing what they call is a self-cover. And what that means is the interior pages are the exact same paper that they use for the um, for the cover. They aren't doing cardstock. They're not doing cardstock. They're not doing any grades above. There's no additional weighting to the cover. Yep, exactly. So um, so Marvel has started, and they, they actually said this in this article, um, you can find it online, that they've slowly been introducing um, some different cardstocks, especially with Civil War, but I guess there's a couple other books that they're doing it with, and they've noticed that, that the retailer and fan response just to the book itself has been really good, and they've actually sold more. And people said, I don't feel like these are going to get damaged. So they said they're going to um, going to be doing a new cover stock for all their books. They're going to be going to a new, um, harder, uh, you know, it's not going to be cardboard like the Civil Wars are because those took a long time and uh, you had, we had to order those way ahead of time. But they are going to change it because of what the fans have been talking about. So that's, that's yeah. yeah that's this so is, I thought that was interesting. This issue is very deep and personal to us as retailers because we have been facing this 
for years now. Um, Since they decided to go backwards and do this, it it was a it was a gradual um, regression on the quality of the the covers. Yep. um, Over the last couple years, and uh, we are part of a, a. retailers organization called Comics Pro, which is mm-hmm. a very active group out there expressing the concerns of the, the concerns of the comics retailer and giving us a voice uh, with the uh, publishers. Every year we have an annual meeting in February where we get to sit down and talk with all the publishers, express our concerns, give our accolades, you know, get the feedback into their hands directly without it being um, you know, filtered by the internet. It's it's really a, a good environment because um, face-to-face people are more truthful. You know, the internet's easy to say yeah, whatever you yeah. want to on it, but face-to-face, when they see the level of our concern over an issue, um, we most of the time see action back on this. Yep. This has been one of the slowest ones, but it's been very good because for three years solid that we've been going to the meetings, this has been the number one conversation with Marvel. And it's been that a lot of the covers mm-hmm. uh, come out with a low grade to them. Yes. You know, some of them look yep. already warped, wavy. Yep. You know, they're easy to damage. The oh, yeah. scuffing on them is bad. Yep. Things like this because, you know, the way comics come to us at the stores, you know, we, we get boxes that are full of, you know, about 250 comics in a, in half of a box each each week. We get, I don't know, where are we, like 14, 15 of those types of boxes, yep, yep. you know, that are double wide. Well, inside that, if, if they're not packed uh, correctly, there you can have a little bit of scuffing. You can have a little bit of, of transference. You can yep. have these things that degrade the cover and, oh, yeah. and really hurt it. And so... Yep. Um, we have seen consistently over the last three years, Marvels are the largest target for that kind of damage. It's because of the condition of the covers. And yep. it's great to see them take note of this. Um, it's great to see the fan response come back and say, hey, we appreciate this. Because it is true that this, them upgrading this will add, a, it will add cost to their production. And they're not yep. talking about just bumping up books to $5 now just because they're going to give us a better cover. No. No, I think so. they're yeah, I think they're keeping it the same because that was another big thing that when they did this, they kept their books the same. Uh, you know, they kept a three ninety nine book, three ninety nine, even when they reverted back to the old covers. You know, to well, not even to the old, to the same paper that was inside the book. And so, um, a lot well, of a lot of a huge regression from the nineties when they were mm-hmm. doing cardstock die cut, yeah, specialty yeah. lenticular, all the crazy high fancy covers they were yeah. doing. They just stopped doing. Yeah, that. and yeah. I mean, it's it's impossible to do um, cardstock all the time. I mean, that takes a long time for production. That adds a lot to the book. You don't want, and you don't actually want cardstock every single time. 90s covers are very much like what they produce prior to this upgrade. They're they're very much like the interior pages right now today with this with the feel that you have on them right now. But at the same time back in the 90s you had newsprint in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was the that was the difference. There was always a a and those those books came out dollar twenty five, dollar fifty. Yeah, I actually still think the nineties stuff looked a little better than the stuff that they regressed to. Because the stuff they regressed to now gets hot just from printing on it and it it crinkles like it was water damage. Yeah I mean the, so, the entire the entire process is about speed and efficiency when we try to make an order about how many comics we want they try to get that printed in three weeks yep printed then delivered to diamond diamond delivers it to us all of that process is three weeks long mm-hmm. and you when you figure all the shipping that has to happen in between that you know our books that are coming in for next week um ship on wednesdays the boxes leave there the diamond warehouse on wednesdays get here on tuesdays yep. and 
that's what we get. That's so the timetables on all this, and when you talk about the numbers that are being printed, it's tight. It's really it tight. It, it is. And so yeah, a lot of stuff comes off the printer, dry, not dry. You know that that mm-hmm. has this or type of stuff. Get ink transferred from one cover to another. So kind of there's your there's your behind the curtain and all this, but yeah. we're glad to see this because Absolutely. it has been something retailers have been pushing for and have been asking for repetitively because we want we want high quality ready to go on the rack on Wednesday instead of having to send back bad books and having to wait two weeks for replacements. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's just simple, even with the customer. You know, you know, Marvel fans want you you pay top dollar. I mean. We're not paying fifty cents anymore. It's it's you know four dollars or five dollars. We want quality. You want yeah. quality. Yep. So it's good that they're delivering it. And unfortunately, they had been a lightning rod because this was better with almost every other company. Every other company had decided had always had a stronger stock, uh, had never regressed yep. to just the interiors. Um, so this this. Yep. And and I mean even if you look at DC, if you look at the rebirth issues that are coming out, it's not a fancy crazy thing that they're doing. They're they're just their cover stock is just a little different, a little more sturdier than the inside. That's heavier. all that anybody. Yeah, that's all that anybody ever wants. It doesn't need to be die cast. Doesn't need to be crazy 3D. It just needs to be a little different. So I am happy to hear that they're doing that. Sweet. Um. So the last little thing, which I thought was really funny, and I just wanted to talk about it, uh, because we've talked about Han Solo, the yeah. uh, the comic. Yes. And. Uh, just huge this, advocate. Yes. Well, somebody else is a huge advocate of, of those uh, yeah, books. I heard, I heard about this. Um, <laughs> George Lucas has asked Mark Brooks, the artist, to buy every single page, including the covers of the first two issues. <laughs> he nice. wants to personally own those. Wow. Um, and I, and he might have the money for them. Uh, he oh. might have the money. And also, <laughs> yeah. I, I found it really funny. They might be able to scrounge that up. A little bit at Disney money. <laughs> in, the, in the contract, uh, this I did, this what I thought was, was funny. I read about this. In the contract, when you take over a Star Wars book, George Lucas has this has a the final say on what goes in there, but B he also um, has the first shot at buying it, and he has to buy it, and he gets to buy it at the uh, page rate. Oh. Um, so so uh, so if he like like in this instance, um, Mark Brooks has got to sell these to him. Uh, he wants to. He put on Twitter he's ecstatic and <laughs> right. this is his dream come true that George Lucas wants to buy his stuff. But I thought that was really interesting that, you know, at all the Star Wars books, he could buy him any one that he wants. But he said the first two Han Solo issues, he wants everything. Wow. Yeah. That's a statement. That's. I thought that was interesting. I was like, I mean, George the art Lucas? is fantastic. Yes, it it's, is. It's, it's really r- good. It's really good. Um, and, and this is the first thing I've heard George Lucas come on vocally say anything about the Star Wars comics themselves Almost, and yeah yeah and so him saying that he loved it i i thought that was really interesting so yeah that's uh, really awesome i just thought that was fun <clears throat> just means i'm right <laughs> <laughs> hey it's a great book i mean again i know um again we talk about it it, it gets dropped um we keep getting numbers are dwindling on that book and i don't understand i mean it's fantastic so in my opinion i'll, t- I'll tell you this if you're listening to the podcast and you've passed on the book uh give us a heads up i mean there there are plenty of good reasons yep. there you could say hey my budget you know oh, I, just, sure, I sure. just don't i'm not interested in this story you know like but we would love to hear like where the the community feedback is because a lot of times when we see a book that has a big drop off it's kind of easier to pick it up you know it's like it's easier it's easier to tell okay so yeah creative team changed this yes. new team's not everybody's right. a-listers yep. they're they're falling back um there is a lot of times somebody will drop um 
one book, let's say like Batman universe. I'm going to yeah. drop this this secondary Batman book to pick up this other secondary Batman book because I don't want to read Batgirl anymore. I want to read Grayson. And yes. you know, and, oh, and yeah. you jump around on things sure. like that. And you know, like you have your rules about I'm my budget's for five Batman books. If I'm I'm not interested in six, so I pick and choose my favorites. Yep. These are all cool things. But we'd love to hear you know like this. This is just one that sticks out as a. Anomaly in our world. You know what yes. I would hate? You don't understand why people are dropping it. I would hate yeah. the answer to be that we've we've treated Han Solo like the the suburban, fifth you know mid aged wife, and we've gone to the hotter Poe Dameron, <laughs> and we don't care about where I Han actually, Solo is. Well, actually, the 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 I have heard a couple people say that they dropped the book because they're not interested where. He's going because he's dead. He still yes, matters. I've heard that. I've heard that, I've heard that as well. No, but I've heard that as well. Boba Fett died, and they kept making comics about him <laughs> for a very long no, time. No, I know, and, and and that's one of the things <laughs> that I find so interesting. And I agree with Keith. I'd love to hear it because um, this isn't about the end of Han Solo. This is towards the beginning, and they're also making an entire movie. Uh, in fact, it just got announced that he's written for three movies, so it might be a trilogy of movies about the the young Han Solo. So if the geek fan base has actually felt like they've written them off, you know. That's very interesting to me. That's uh, like I said, I heard it from two different yeah, people. Yeah, I heard it just, a couple people too. <clears throat> all like, reasons realize that these are all just stories, right? Hey. It's interesting. It's all, interesting. All reasons prequels. are fine. <laughs> sure, it's you fine. can have any reason just, you want. We just would love to hear. Sometimes yeah. I just get blown away yep, <laughs> by the reasons. Excellent. Yep. So, um, that's it for the news. Let's yep. uh, lead into picks of the week here, and Richie, kick us off. All right. So I'm going to kick us off with no surprise. Rebirth takes it again for me. Um, I swear to you, I'm not trying to show my fanboy love, but it just—it's a great time to be a DC fan, it, and yes, I'll say it, it every week until they. It's a great problem to have that I have to really search for something outside of the DC universe, but if sales have said anything, people are with me on this. It's just a huge wave of great writing, great concept. So your, your choice this week is DC. I would say all of DC is killing it. But in particular for last week, I'm going to go with the Titans number one. Hmm. Uh, this is after the Rebirth issue, and it kind of dives a little bit more into where we're going to take the, the, the team itself. It focuses a little bit on Wally and his choice of becoming... A flash and not taking over, uh, you know his his uh, old role, and it's it just it just kicks it off into high gear again. Team comic, well written. I care about the characters already, and I'm interested where they're going. Uh, if I have to make one mark, I dislike the new direction they've taken with the look of Red Arrow, but I haven't liked Arsenal's look in. Ten years, so okay. It seems like this is a easy team book um, to get into, and that I would point towards. Uh, and I'm just going to foreshadow later in the episode. Uh, Dan Abnett mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. This Abnett. is a guy who who does team interactions very well. Yep. Uh, and and Brett Booth's art in that too is just awesome. I keep I can't really talk too much about it because one of my podcasters hasn't read it yet and I don't want to go too crazy into it, but there is a <laughs> There's a reveal at the end of this that really pops pops open um, some possibilities for a great story writing. So, and when I say I have a Reddit, I mean I'm going to 
I was going to read it today on my day off. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go as soon as we're done well, with the podcast to read it. So it's, uh, it's not a big deal. Zach <laughs> and I have already talked about how insane it is that we'll, we'll say the sentence like, I'm really liking the direction that Batman's going in and then realizing that we're actually two comics behind because of how quickly these DC oh, issues yeah, are coming yeah, out. Yeah, I've, I've done some recent catch-up and I went, man, I really like that Aquaman book. And then just this past week... <laughs> a new one came a out. A new one came out and I was like, I just read number three the other day. Um, so Again, mm-hmm. great problems to have. Great problem. Titans is an amazing, amazing read and really easy to... I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer for any DC... Even team up if you liked sure. any of these characters, you're in. And I would say that if you liked Rebirth and you want to follow the Wally West, oh, Titans yeah. is the book where you you know Titans and Flash um, are kind of where you're going to get some of those those thematic elements Correct. that had Rebirth in there. So. People are asking us this constantly: is like the Rebirth book itself, where is it exactly leading? Mm-hmm. And Titans and what's going on there. Following Wally West is the most natural. You really yeah. want to follow him around? Yeah, exactly. But he's so fast. He's very fast. So fast. He's so How do you fast. Catch him? That's awesome. Fastest Pokemon alive. <laughs> so Zach, what did you do about picks? Uh, so um, I, so I, I had a hard time. I, I, I had two things. Uh, Sean, you can't did, have two picks. Wait, what? Wait, no, I'm stealing Sean's though. Sean, <laughs> mine. Yep. Sean says he didn't have one. Um, Funny thing is, I read both those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and so, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal one of them just really quickly because, um, again, for my DC love, for uh-huh. my DC. Uh, heart. I just uh, want to hear him say it. So you just um, you just my, talk about great this is. Yeah, uh, my uh, the the DC book that I absolutely loved from last week was Detective Comics. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was um, Detective Comics is um, and I, and and this is coming as a Superman fan, mm-hmm. as a Flash fan, mm-hmm. as a Green Lantern fan yep. above. Batman, in you know what? Uh, uh, yeah, for me, what? for me, just me. Oh. Uh, I think Detective Comics is talk more about how the comics. I think I think Detective Comics is one of the best of the Rebirth books. Um, out of all of them, the second best of the Rebirth books. Yeah, yeah I, think I don't want to talk about the first best. Let's just best? let's just talk about what the, is the first. Let's best? talk about the second best. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the first best? I don't, I don't know. What, what is it, Zach? The the first best? Yeah, uh, Superman. That's that's a. Um, <laughs> no, I actually disagree. I like action a little better. Oh well, uh, well, yeah. Okay, when I say Superman, you have to understand. That I all of it. You're blurring <laughs> the lines. Yeah, yeah. And cheating I, in extras. Yeah, yeah, so, I actually like action better than detective. Uh, super, but I do uh, like action, the fact action that is awesome. detective is a team book and it's written really Great. well. Yeah. I just, I'm so happy to hear that action comics and detective comics are the they, best they team are, comics right I, now. You know what? And 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 I will say that. Um, and I will say I love. I mean, of course, I'm a Superman fan. But but when it comes to um, if I think that uh, the two best books for just anybody who's a DC fan, I agree with Sean. Yeah. Uh, Superman, I love the the um, intimate moments between Superman and his son. Yes, uh, I love that, and Tomasi does that super well. Um, so, so, that story. so, so, but, 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 I agree. Action is great, but Detective, the the one that that I'm picking, that you picked. is is there was a big major twist. If you have not read it, um, there's a twist that I think that some people may be a little angry about. I think it really. For me, the character that the twist happened to, it was the one aspect of the character that I personally did not like. Um, so when they twisted it and and are going down a path of getting rid of it, I I I am very happy. I I'm very excited about that. Uh, you have to read to find out what that is. But when I read it, I went, wow. Um, Tinian is not afraid to take something that's beloved and change it around. 
and do something different. Um, the the character is great. Uh, the characterizations of all the the, the teams are great. Uh, I've talked to Richie and everybody about this. I'm a huge Jeff Johns fan. Why does that matter? Because I love history. He instilled to me that love of history and bringing that into your comic books. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing all across Rebirth for sure. Yeah, but Tinian does that with Spoiler and Tim Drake and Clayface. I mean, it's just it's just awesome what they're doing there. Uh, the other book that I just really enjoyed, I was I, I picked it up because comic book uh, industry writers, artists for forever have talked about ROM. The run of ROM in Marvel. Bendis says that it's one of his top five favorite comics of all time. It's interesting because uh, I've never... You I haven't read the original. You can't find stuff. it unless you go find all the single issues. Yeah, yeah, because it's been out of print for mm-hmm, it's out like of print years or something. Yep, uh, Marvel lost the rights in the in the nineties. So real um, quick, like you did with me, explain what Rom was. So Rom was a uh, Rom was a, a toy that they licensed to Marvel. Marvel did a comic book series that went for. Has to have been 150. 100. Yeah, it went for a long time, long time. Uh, it was a, it was, it was a fan favorite, loved comic, and then they lost the rights, and for years it's been in limbo. Um, and again, it was one of those things where a lot of kids growing up in the late 70s, early 80s read ROM and just loved it. Okay. Um, and then. IDW just recently got the license back, uh, just got the license, and they're bringing back um, a new series. And they just brought out ROM number one. It wasn't bad. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I Like I said, I've not read the original, so I cannot compare it to the Marvel stuff. But for someone who's never played with the toy or who has read any other things of ROM, basically this is just a... Um, Good alien space knight against, uh, but I'm dumb ching. That's right, uh, because Rom is the space, space knight. knight. Exactly, right. <laughs> um, and and he really is. I mean, he has the armor for it, um, and you know he has all these cool powers, and he's basically hunting these evil aliens that uh, have assimilate taken you. They assimilate you and take <laughs> is over. He's still fighting dire race. Uh, yes. Yep. Actually, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the plot in the yep. original stuff from from that, and they continued the dire race uh, type things in some X Men storylines oh, okay. inside the Marvel universe. That's very cool. Um, you know, like there was there was some big stuff inside the. Um, uh, late 180s, 190s inside okay. uh, that, and uh, it's like it relates to X Men stories with the, um, the neutralizing gun that Forge built. Oh, okay. The, see, that's awesome because I did not. I mean, I've, I've read a lot yeah, of X-Men, Go chase that I've, down and you'll cool. like the little tidbits into this because that was meant to be about depowering. He was using some of ROM's uh, technology to depower. Um, dire Wraiths, and awesome. they changed it up to make it depower mutants, and Storm got shot. That wow. <laughs> um, uh, the, the last time you would keep hit, dropping the mic. I know that's, that's <laughs> awesome. The, the last time that you would you would have seen a Space Knight um, recently, uh, Jonathan Hickman used them in the Infinity um, series that he did a couple years ago, but they couldn't call them ROMs, so they were just called Space Knights, just <laughs> generic. So if you read Infinity and you're like, oh, these are kind of cool. That was his take off of that. But so um, the thing that I would talk about this book is that I love the art by mm-hmm. David uh, Messina. Uh, he did some stuff for Star Trek. He's done some other stuff at IDW. I, I really loved love his art. Uh, this book I will say is for people who like science fiction, who like um, action oriented um, science fiction. There's 
explosions, there's guys in suits, there's there's evaporation. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah. Monsters. There's Mastis. monsters. Yeah. Monsters everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and the last page I thought was pretty funny and yeah. I'm 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 excited to uh, see what you know cuz it makes sense. I know I had to read it twice yeah, actually. I, I, I sat there I sat there and I was like I was like wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I sat there and I went is this is this who I think this is? Oh, okay. Exactly Let's just say there's other properties in the IDW yes. universe that might be being getting played with here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but it makes sense because well, this is leading into IDW's kind of crossover that they're yeah. going to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Once you get a Space Knight involved, you got to do a crossover. I mean, yeah. Come on. So, Rom, uh, if you want to read uh, a fun science fiction um, action adventure kind of book, you got to go with Rom, I think. I agree. Well done. Well, thanks for the picks, guys. And all this, we're going to roll right into Spinning the Racks. Spinning the Racks! Spinning the Racks! And our topic this week... We are just digging a little bit more into comic stories and things yep. like that. And This uh, is fan-requested, too. This was fan-requested to come up with. Uh, so we're we're just going to jump right in with the idea of top three Marvel stories. Mm. Um, it's kind of a loose definition out there. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can pick... Well, this is all going to be opinion. It's, our it's opinion. 100% opinion so. about us, but, like, it, it wasn't required that the story was it a certain length. Right. It wasn't required that... No. And you can kind of set your own markers. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, could, it could be a four-issue miniseries. It can be a whole run, if you want it to be. The only thing the only thing that I think that we talked about, really, was that you can be... you be able to find these and get these, whether it's in trade or in the issues. Oh, yeah. You can get a, a whole story. It's not just going to be all X Men. It's going to be, yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's going to be this from this run from this issue to this issue of X Men. It could be a hundred issues because but, it's this story. Arc. Yeah, exactly. So you should be able to read this as a story. That's about it. So we're also going to have a little bit of overlap on some of this because yes. there's some things that we we all like. There's going to be some that made both of our lists, and there's going to be some that made honorable mention on everybody's kind of world. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sean, why don't you kick us off with uh, some of yours? Okay. Well, the first one I'm going to pick. Um, to me, this is actually uh, having read a bunch of this character stories. Mm-hmm. I've read a ton of Wolverine. I actually, I actually really like Wolverine, and in the '90s he was everywhere, and he was completely overused. But he was also but I still, still badass. Like, yeah, he, you, you can't deny it's hard. He's just a really yeah, good it's character. Just so hard. <laughs> after they, after he was fleshed out from the beginning, I mean, he just became. He became a force, mm-hmm. and he's a force throughout the the Marvel universe. Even though currently he's technically not there, he still holds up as one of my favorite characters. And for me, I loved Old Man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, old man Logan's there. That? He's the one that's there in the current. Well, and that's ha, ha. it's yeah, sort of. Hey, but I'm not, I think it's I haven't cool. read any of that run, so I don't know. I think it's, it's cool. I have, I have. Jeff Lemire's been writing it, and I think that it's pretty fun. Um, what he's doing with it. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's as good as the original, but I'm saying that it, it's fun. Yeah, this is the, the original uh, written by Mark Miller oh. and with art by Steve, Steve McNiven. Oh, good stuff. And I remember when this is coming out, it, yep. it, it ran late. Yes. Oh. And there was one point I think it was like six months late between issues yeah, or something crazy that like that. Yeah. It was and so late I was so point. irritated until I got the book in my hands and read it and was like, oh, oh, oh it's all good. It was so late at <laughs> one point in time that the last two issues, 72 yes. and the giant size, yep. number 73 in Wolverine, which is after it, 
yes. actually came out first mm-hmm. yep. before the seventy two yep. shipped. Yes, it did. It because it was it it was it was that late. The way the story was unfolding, they changed it up. They had to add that giant size in there to give it a culmination, and and go for that. So I, I was I was fine with waiting because when you get the art that you got out of this book, oh, it's with the story, fantastic. it is just amazing. So and that's that's <clears throat> honestly kind of rare. So that should tell you how well done this book is. Oh yeah, because usually a wait can just kill it'll, even the greatest it'll story. It'll, it'll absolutely yeah, tank it, No, it absolutely will. So and, to and say that it's worth the wait is it was, an incredible to me, statement. To me, I was mad. I, I'm yeah, not oh, going to yeah. lie. Because oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh. where's, where's my old man Logan, man? <laughs> oh, I remember. Not, not as mad as you were about getting the variants. That's true. Because that's still a pain. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> missing one. I actually oh, have yeah. all of this in single issue form. It's one of the only... I have it in single One of the only ones well. I made sure I absolutely had every single yep. issue. I had every printing uh-huh. and every variant. I didn't do every printing, but I did have. I do have this whole thing. So I think I'm missing like the giant size. So, so it's the giant. It's one of the giant size that you and I never got. Yeah. So what's the basic story? Just not just well the to compare quick. it to a movie. Oh, you should definitely read it, Zach. Oh uh, no, I know. I know. I've read it. it many if times, if you've seen Unforgiven, yes, it's it's very much that story. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. with Wolverine. So yeah. it's a guy who's mm-hmm. kind of giving it up. He used yes. to be, he used to be the you know the badass, and he's kind of calmed way down in his life, and he gets asked to do something, and it, he's he's be, being a pacifist through the whole first part. He's he's never read it. You've never uh, read it. Richie's never read. Richie, Whoa. why are you? Give me Whoa. that back. <laughs> so, so, no, how many Quit times are you going to get fired? <laughs> so 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 Richie so, Richie is now leaving for the day, and he's going to go read Old Man so, Logan, yeah, and we will continue on with that. I need to put you in the I'll corner, explain. facing the corner, so, nose wow. to the wall. So when I was. <laughs> When when we that's went no explanation that's going to work. It doesn't matter. I just your explanation is null and void. <laughs> when we collected you know comics, it's been out. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I just gosh. so what we did was, and I told Zach this yesterday. Uh, a lot of my friends and I we got together because we wanted to read everything, but we couldn't afford it, so we picked characters to read. So I obviously I picked Batman and things like that. But then we would just tell each other the stories that happened. So Telling know, and reading are two I different things. I know this, but this was how I could. Richie's gonna redeem himself like playing, in the next week. This is like playing this. a really bad <laughs> game of telephone. You know that throughout like your yes. whole life. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to start screaming the Steve Carell. No. No, God, no. <laughs> That's what I really wanted to. As soon as he said that. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so he will read this, and he. So he needs oh to. Goodness. This okay. is like required reading. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Because it's because I agree. I think that it's one of the best. Uh, it is the best Wolverine story. Yeah, I to think. me, it's the best Wolverine story in my opinion. Um, and 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 the things that I love. Um, and and I'll and I'll tell you just a simple thing that Mark Miller did, and this is not a spoiler. I mean, it's the first couple. So pages. obviously, you sharing this pick with me? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm just okay. agreeing with you. Um, <laughs> He's um, going off. No, I'm just saying. This I know, is I'm a, like, this it's a, a cool. Idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> so this this one of the things that I loved about this <laughs> was that was that every <laughs> yeah. issue of Wolverine, he pops his claws. That has happened literally thousands of times. What does it but, sound like? But snicked. Snick. <laughs> but 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 Mark Miller when you he know did if this. You read. <laughs> That's right. But Mark Miller in this story, he did it so well. And this is not even this is not even a major plot point. But you want him to pop his claws oh, you so want freaking to. bad. So bad. In the first so you bad. want him to do it in the very first issue. Yes, yes. And it, yep. it's it's you're like, come on, a man, just, just do thing. it. Just but do the thing you're known to do, do and he thing. doesn't do it. It's so good. Yeah. He says because he's, he's a pacifist says he's done now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says, says he's done. He yep. says he's a pacifist and he says he's done. And, and he, he gets tapped to go help Hawkeye, who's now blind. Yeah. 
drive the spider buggy. Yeah, it's great. There's so much Marvel history and Marvel <laughs> yeah. lore in, it, in the so, book. Yeah, too. and if you know a lot of Marvel history, yeah. like if you know a lot of just different things here and there, there's little tidbits throughout yes. this entire book. There's right. little Easter eggs all throughout the book that make it even better. Yeah. Not even just the story. They're just like little hidden things. Like like I said, they're driving the spider buggy right. across great. America. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that? And this right. is set in a future where the villains have basically taken over mm-hmm. and they split up America into, I think it's four different zones. Yeah. And they're, the four villains all share equal um, governing rights basically mm-hmm. over these areas. I think right. it's, it's Hulk, it's Red Skull, right? Red yeah, Skull's East. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Kingpin. Was Kingpin one of them? I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought that was See, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time. It's been, it's it's been, been a, a while. Co- it's been a couple years. It. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple years. Um, but it sounded like to me when it was great. described was uh, just as groundbreaking as Dark Knight. The old Batman, the old Wolverine. So it absolutely 100% has that feel because you're t- you're talking about a future forward story. You're talking about what looks like a man at the end of his career. It looks like it's this is the end. This is the the final part of it. And sucking him back in. <laughs> and Marvel's done. Marvel did a series of all the VNs during and 2000s where they were the final story. Though. <laughs> yeah, right. It's funny because it was it was one of the last. It was one of the big ones that Claremont did for X Men that I really did enjoy. With he did because he even though he was trashing the hell out of the universe it's okay to trash it at the end you know like it's this is over and we're not you know we're we're walking away from the carnage kind of thing um but they they definitely a lot of people read them because it sounded like a cool idea to see how it ends um but this is the one that didn't even have to say that it's it's just they they were like look we're doing this this is going to be and um it's so disjointed. It's so put out there like that that it's it's just fantastic. And um, Sean accused Zach of trying to, to to latch on to his pick here and all this, but I am actually. This is one of my top three, mm-hmm. um, easily. And I've read a lot of Wolverine stories. I've read right. a lot of X Men. <laughs> uh, I have, and and this. I, I hear you've, you've read a few. <laughs> Issue four on this oh. was so amazingly good, and. <laughs> And turned a real crappy villain who and, into and, and, an and unbelievable yeah, yeah, yeah. master. So good, so good. And, <laughs> and as a Spider-Man fan, I've always liked this villain, and I've never. I was like, "Wow, that's brutal. <laughs> that's evil." So, so yeah. So your 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 world is the world of the U.S. is is totally dystopian. Uh, you know, broken up and all this. Out west, you have the Hulks. Um, yeah. Like and the it Nevada. Is, it's it is Hulk funny. And his Hulky family. And it's, his Hulk family. <laughs> it's the Hulks. Right. You see it right away. Uh, Nevada and like that region there is um, um, Kingpin. Um, so he does have that. Yeah, that's right. Um, they, they, didn't, they didn't touch on that hardcore in the story, though. That's why I can't remember. Uh, he, they go through a little bit of the area there with Hammer Falls. Okay. And yeah. some there's some locations. Like, it, come on, it's great. There's a place called Hammer Falls. What does that invoke in your mind? <laughs> right. You know, Four, like, right. Hammer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's a dead zone, and yeah, then you yeah. get out to Doom's Lair. Yeah, Doom is Doom is the you know Midwest. You know, I guess it's in Midwest Chicago is that area. You know, like yeah, that area and all that kind of stuff. And then way out east uh, across the the, uh, the seaboard, uh, you've got um, uh, well after you jump through. Uh, Osborne has a little area in like you know that they don't even touch on and all this, but around like Michigan and all that. Uh, but there's uh, Doom is out east. It has the whole eastern seaboard. Jeez, yeah. no, that's cool. 
Red Skull. Red Skull. Yeah, Red Skull is so evil in this. You've got to read this, Richie. Yeah, <laughs> Richie, this is so <laughs> good. Like, wow. Okay, but anyway, uh, um, I mean, like we this is this is one that we always It'll keep turn in your stock. Hair green. Oh. We absolutely love this book. You can talk to any of us, um, at least uh, uh, except for Richie. And um, <laughs> yeah, don't talk. Um, we'll talk we, to Richie next week. He'll we'll be, talk to Richie. He'll be yeah. a con- convert at that point. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic book. Great pick. And if you want to read a Marvel book, that's fantastic. It's it's great because the single trade can encapsulates the whole thing. It's it. Yep. It's so popular that they brought the character back after Secret Wars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now he's now he's in the Extraordinary X Men, and Jeff Lemire's writing him in both his own book and the Extraordinary X Men, and, and I think it's actually pretty good. So I think he's a cool. That'd character. be one I'd probably read trade trade wise later. It's good. So, so all, right, all right. Well, that was my first pick. Okay. Second pick is actually the Punisher. And it is Welcome Back, Frank. Yeah, good one. So this was after, I think before this, the Punisher was like... Uh, he was an angel. An angel, and he, he had was, been like hard was, magic. and Yeah, he Because he, he went from become, being the street-level character to... And they, yeah. they started turning him into all this weird stuff. And then yeah. he started touching way too much that Marvel, uh, you know, like the Ghost Rider universe. Yeah, yeah. but it started getting real hokey be, and bad. Yeah, he became like the angel of death. And it he had was, like wings yeah. and stuff. It was, it was, it was terrible. It was so bad, it was terrible. Right. It was a special terrible. <laughs> but then they gave it to somebody they gave it to garth ennis Ooh, yeah who, and i know keith's not it's not one of his favorite artists but steve <laughs> dylan uh-huh. and jimmy palmiotti yeah. and yeah. this was the beginning of the marvel knights phase yeah and i this book like they came out and they said okay well here's punisher uh you can do an adult title with the punisher do whatever you want mm-hmm. so this was the first 12 they issues gave it to the man. <laughs> yeah this was the first 12 issues and this this book rocked yeah. i think he had just got done doing uh preacher yeah it should be yeah this is gonna like be, not this too long be, after preacher this is gonna be late 90s yep so like 98 2000 or 2000 yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000 yeah so they're right around there. Remember, this is right when uh casada and yeah. oh, yeah. came yep. in to write the ship in marvel yep so yep. This, this is gonna be the next thing he did after preacher you're right yep but yeah this is they so they it's funny because they asked for like he said okay I'm, I'm gonna do this character and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna change it to what i want it to be and we're just gonna do that mm-hmm. but it's basically the Punisher in he's kind of come back and he's decided he's going to go ahead and start taking on the street level characters again mm-hmm. but he's holed up in his little hideout and he ends up it's it's interesting because he ends up kind of making friends and having a weird dysfunctional family yeah. in this book which in, is what made me like it so much right. yeah mm-hmm. in the apartment they tried to do it a little bit in the Thomas Jane movie if you yeah. saw it a little bit yeah because it's, it's, it it's fairly it's, it's, it's kind of the Thomas Jane movie a little bit yeah a little bit mm-hmm uh, but just the characters that he uses in here, and I, I love really dark humor. Yes, <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. I, I dark humor to me is the best, and when you can put it in a comic book and do it well, I mean, how often do you see a fat guy kill somebody right. by <laughs> using their gut? Yes. <laughs> and the Punisher just holding them on on there and going, "Yeah, just stay there another five minutes." So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, so you know who's really good at writing dark humor? Might be Garth Ennis. Might be Garth Ennis. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't, I'm, I'm sure like probably a lot of people listening probably have read this but if you have not you should definitely give it a pickup and give it a shot this guys. is the easiest book to recommend if somebody comes in and says man I just watched Daredevil season yeah. 2 and yeah. I really what, like what the Punisher here you go yeah, this, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> this is if the they, bible if there they decide go. to make 
the Punisher, you know, season that was using the guy they just had oh, from Walking Dead and please. Welcome Back to Frank storyline. That'd be so great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it would be so great. Good. And you know what? I wouldn't doubt if that well, in this, this particular book, after the 12 issues, he did two extra volumes yep, of he Punisher did, stories he, after he this. He did Punisher for a long time. And I could and not stand awesome. the Punisher before this. I didn't like the character at all. Uh, this was So when yeah. I read this, I was like, I get it. Yeah. This is awesome. This is and it's really put his mark and made the Punisher. Yeah. Just, yeah. And this is uh, Yeah, he definitely right. dropped the mic and said, follow me. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. See what you can do. Mm-hmm. So I really dig this. If you like, if you like, I said, if you like the Punisher, give it a go. Yeah. Uh, my last pick is going to be not as self-contained as the first no, two. And, and I share this with him. This is my number three on my list. So, so it actually started... Well, Abnett and Lanning did not write the beginning part of it. No, not at the they beginning. They did not write Annihilation. Yeah. That was Giffen and I don't remember who was doing the art on Conquest. Or, I mean, Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation, it was uh, Giffen and... Um, was it, and I it don't know why Mateus, I was it? I thought, I remember. I thought it might have been I think Dematteis did a little bit, and then... Um, well, it, he had multiple Well, you had artists. a lot of... Because you also yeah, had a bunch true, of little yeah. miniseries, the four miniseries, that were going along with it. Yeah. So, in about 2000... Was it five? Four? Was it 2005 or four? I don't it's remember gonna what year. Was it somewhere six? Somewhere around there, okay. yeah. 2006. So Annihilation came back, came out, and they Marvel was reintroducing all of their space stuff, their cosmic, yeah, all their cosmic stuff. There, you hadn't seen a Nova, you no. hadn't seen any of the the iteration of Guardians that you know now because of the movie. That did not exist. That did before. not exist. Yes, because the Guardians before this were a different set of Guardians. Yep, and and that's the thing that that's one of the most interesting things when people go, "Oh, I, I'm really excited about Guardians, and I want to read all the old Guardians stuff." You're not going to you get the same <laughs> story. It's not, not, not going to be the same character. It wasn't Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Except and all for Star-Lord so. looked fabulous. <laughs> yeah. But he was fierce. So, but when, when they first came out, they wanted to start doing more Marvel space stuff. Yes. So they did Annihilation, uh, the, the original four-issue miniseries, or six-issue series, and then I think there was... Silver Surfer, Drax wasn't there. Yeah, there was Drax. Uh, Drax, was a, Drax was a lean-in. Uh, uh, Silver Nova. Surfer, Nova. Yeah, it was uh, Nova. Super Scroll. Super and Scroll. Super Scroll yeah, and Ronin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so it was those four... Or five, I guess. No, it was four. No, it was four because Drax wasn't actually underneath the banner. Oh yeah, oh, he yeah. was an he was an annihilation. Yeah, no, I mean, Drax. Drax was I mean, the setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah gotcha, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, but it, they were bringing out these super oh. powerful cosmic characters. They did yeah. the four miniseries that wrapped into Annihilation, and to me, the book just blew up. Well, I, I dug the writing. So good. So good. Yeah. So. Fast forward a little bit, and then you got Annihilation Conquest, Conquest. and that's when Abnett and Lanning decided, okay, well, we're going to take our mark and put it on it. And those two as a writing team are amazing. They just grabbed it all and said, we're going to write We're going to do all this. So when they did Conquest, they did another four-issue set of miniseries, Mm -hmm. um, which was Wraith. Um, Was it Moon Dragon? No. No. She was was, in one of them. She was was in one of them. Or something like Uh, that. Yeah, it's uh, oh man, it's been oh, a while since man. I've read this. Like, I'm this trying, this trying to remember notes, all people. the little. That's right. Been a decade. <laughs> all the little. It's been, it's been it's been a long time. No, uh, this is why you make well, and, notes. And, and honestly, um, when they when they put these out in in trades, it's all in one thing. And, yeah, and so, so we kind so, of lost a little. Yeah, bit so so and, and yeah, I mean, so if you're I know chasing the, down all the single issues, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, and, and it's a little more like oh yeah, this is that. But 
they put it all together and and it flows so well when you read it in a trade together you know you don't think about oh this is issue three of Wraith or this is issue three of this it's just oh this is all Annihilation Conquest well by the time you get to Conquest you're already so Nova had started his own ongoing yep. Next so his Conquest great. issues are inside series they're like five it's through eight it's the yeah. first uh, four I thought no 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 it's like it's like it's it's it doesn't start for like a couple it's like it's like it's like the second part of it and all this for Nova because his first couple are set up right after there was like a little bit of a break between the two and he he kind of was the intro for this again so like yeah. he had a little bit in that area yeah uh, like you that. Know, you're, so, you're right actually he was yeah yeah and then it's been 10 years to read this it's been, it's been, it's been <laughs> and again now wrapping this but all i still the way think back, about this all the time <laughs> wrapping this all the way back to space nights like they threw the yeah. this is easily another another one of my all-time favorites i didn't put it on my list just because i knew you guys had it covered yeah. but um the so the good. idea of reading the original annihilation and seeing the idea of thanos mm-hmm. staring over galactus Watching all of this stuff, taking a nobody With the character. the Annihilus? Yeah, oh, Annihilus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking these nobody the characters zone. <laughs> and just like wiping out entire quadrants of space. Yes. And just the massive savageness of this whole thing and just. Well, and these could be characters. Like, I, I didn't lo- know a lot of these characters when I first read this. No. But, you know, after I, after I did read it, I wanted to know who they were. Absolutely. I wanted to go figure out where, where did this I guy mean, come from? Yeah, this was I, awesome. Yeah, I mean, Has he been used to school before? Because I want to read that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, at the end of the day, I always tell people that the reason why there's a Guardians of the Galaxy movie and a Volume 2 coming out next summer is because of these comic books mm-hmm. and how they well written not, and how good they, they were. They would not be here if it wasn't for this. Because mm-hmm. when they were doing, when Abnett and Lanning decided to do the Guardians of the Galaxy run, yeah. they took characters that weren't part of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, like we were saying earlier, yeah. and mashed them all together. And that's where you get the team here. It yeah. was actually but, a little bit of a different team. How, and Adam they even Warlock had a twist in there, which was. How, how bookended are you going with this? So you're starting at Annihilation, and where Annihilation, are you? I'm, I'm ending at Guardians of the Galaxy 25. Okay, so okay. this is the this entire, entire Marvel. Cosmic Marvel, for Marvel Cosmic eight years. for eight years. To yeah. me, this yeah. story is worth hunting down. Uh, I agree. All the I different parts. Yeah. It's it's honestly like I don't I don't chase a lot of single issues anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would I would have to chase all of this down. That's yeah, how good I, this I, is. Have, I would have to find it all and own it all. I have this chunk. in. I think I have almost all the single issues. I do and have, I have all the single and issues. I, I mean, it's been a long and time. I have the hardcovers. It's been a long time. So I, have I can the reread it as well. Yes, I have the hardcovers as well because they did an original first printing on all the hardcovers. Yep. are ridiculously hard to find now yep. but they they were just so excellent I, I had to I had so to go hunt them down. this, oh, yeah. this so was a story that kept building upon itself mm-hmm. Annihilation that led into Annihilation Conquest that led into uh, then the Nova Guardians Guardian stuff Guardian starts up with Secret Invasion where there's a couple yeah, dabbling yeah. inside They're this where there's yeah. a little bit of crossover about what's going on because again it was it was the Skrulls mm-hmm. that were yep. invading Earth so they did dabble inside this then you get into well Ultron um, was the big Baddie and conquest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The takeover so, of technology, so, so yeah. um, assimilating yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then you get into these, uh, and then Nova and Guardians kind of ran in parallel yeah. for an extended period of time, where they had their own stuff going on. But if there was ever a point where something bigger was going on, they would all of a sudden start crossing over. So you had War of Kings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which involves all the Shi'ar and yep, and Gladiator and um, the Inhumans and stuff, some of that. Um, you you play with Vulcan.
Legion because yeah. of the stuff out of the um, of the Brewbaker's run on on X Men. You are turning around, and then you have that entire uh, death. Uh, uh, zone the, the the death dimension where everything is completely decay. opposite. It's yeah. decay. Yeah. They start playing with all every character that ever was inside all the Infinity Gauntlet type stuff. Yeah. Wow. All of those types of things have a flavor, and they they also take what I thought were not not great characters. I never cared about Darkhawk. I couldn't oh, care yeah, about yeah, that yeah. in the '90s, but then they turn and around now. and make <laughs> make that in a completely twisted, different. Yeah, but how much thing. did you care about Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot? I never read it at all. No, right. Well, but I guess at least Darkhawk was was prominent enough that I saw it. Yeah, yeah, you got to see him. Yeah, yeah like Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot, like never meant anything yeah. at all to me because I just you know I never was, saw well, it. Some and, Rocket, Raccoon, but it was like quirky, was, sidekicky type stuff that I was just yeah. like, okay. And it was so funny. But when they brought him out as like the brilliant tactician, yeah, you're, you're just yeah. like, what the? This it was, raccoon. <laughs> It was so funny for us. Uh, I know us three guys here. Uh, when they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and the people who had not read the cosmic stuff, oh, they were talking. Everyone was coming really in, bad. And, and, and they and they yes. and, and who it was wants so to fun. watch a raccoon? Who wants to watch a raccoon talk and a and a talking tree? That's that you know I don't I want to see that. That's dumb. And then we're like, no 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 no. You need to read this cosmic stuff and it's great. <laughs> well, I told everybody that came in and said, I was like, you're gonna eat your words. You're gonna love this movie. It's gonna be excellent. Yep. I Just trust like, me. Yeah, yep. I was customer at that time and I remember you guys put it all up in the front mm-hmm. like you realize how good the movie is with a blah villain yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's it's just not a big deal. No, it's like no. it's not even a thing. No, Roman but it's all about though. that team. Yep, absolutely. And you know what? You get you you get none of that movie. Like we said, you get none of that movie without what's going on here. But like Guardians of the Galaxy is issue one through three that they had here, where they start the whole thing off, where they're they're going to nowhere. They have their home base and all this, mm-hmm. and they're telling yeah, it to you in the style of a of of. Reality TV, uh-huh. oh, where they're yeah. doing the interviews after the whole thing happens, <laughs> and, you and all see this. their heads, and they're talking about, well, I was blah 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 at this time, and I was doing this, and then it, you know, it pants to somebody else, and they're giving their little, you know, dissertation about it, and then it goes to Rocket, and you just see like from barely his eyes up, yeah, he's like, and there was an explosion, and I decided just to shoot this gun off and hit and this guy, and, and his arms are up, and his arms are up, yeah, bang, you're dead, bang, you're dead, it's awesome, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, this is this this whole run of stuff is fantastic uh this is what got me into uh the the space aspect of marvel i really do enjoy that um i really got into nova you came in i thought you came into this a little bit late i did come into a bit late so one of the coolest thing is like richard Ryder. yeah who's nova it's great there was a nova core like a like a um, green Green liner core yep right this is their same same kind of same kind of space police Space yep. police, you got it. Uh-huh. And at the very beginning of uh, of conquest, they get wiped out, yeah. all of them, <laughs> yeah. except for Richard Ryder. And he has to take the World Mind computer and put it all in his. There, yeah, and it's it's kind of like if, if so he's housing yeah all the different all of it a, 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 a universe's computer in his head basically. Yep. And 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 he has problems sometimes uh, dealing, <laughs> dealing with, it. with it. Yeah, uh, but which but it also makes for some awesome humorous situations. Well, yeah, because everybody thinks he's talking to himself. Yeah, it's crazy. But because, but he's actually talking <laughs> to his helmet. I mean, but uh, it, it brought him from because in the in the um, earlier Nova run before this, he was like a he was he was kind of like a Peter. Parker, where he was a little yeah, whiny, he, yeah, and yep. kind of bratty and that kind of stuff. And well, he's part of the New Warriors. That yeah, was he was that kind of thing. Warriors, uh, So it was a totally. He was. You could tell that they took him here and they grew him up. They definitely grew. Him they up, absolutely yeah. grew him up and they gave him a, sh- a ton of responsibility. A ton of it. Yep. No, and no, you see him become a total badass. Yes, and 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 it's one of those things. Is one of the reasons why it's. Uh, 
Um, I, I came in late. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah, and that's one of the things I've missed about a lot of the new Marvel stuff is that Rich Rider isn't around, and I'm happy to hear that he's coming back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but got, but so oh. if. For that, <laughs> Me too. I, 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 I have hope for that too. So, if you want to read this stuff, um, all of this is in trades. Um, I know there's an omnibus on Annihilation, right? Does mm-hmm. it has Conquest in there as well, or yeah. just a, yeah, both? Yeah, so, so and I had I had both the miniseries and all the yeah. four, and then they've been reprinting the Abnett Landing Guardians of the Galaxy run. Yep, yep, which is in a couple volumes. You can get the whole thing. Nova. Uh, yeah, we're waiting on Nova. Um, but I'm sure that if you you know look around, you can get some of the. They did some hardcovers. They did some trades. But but this whole run, um, I, I like I said, it's my number three on there as well. Uh, it's fantastic. It's, just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's I, I love highly it. recommended. And the thing about it, even when you just describe it, uh, this is the exact reason why you become a comic book fan. You said eight years. Oh, I followed this religiously. Yeah. Eight years. I was continuity. I was a little bit behind because I came in in the middle of annihilation. In. I, and came I, went, I backtracked and grabbed the other stuff real quick yeah. before it couldn't be found, mm-hmm. and then I, I kept going from then on. Yeah, with this I, book. I, I, I grabbed conquest. it starting a secret invasion and had to go backwards through conquest. Mine was and annihilation. You had to a little bit more. I I I remember the first thing I bought was second prints on Guardians number one. Okay. okay. Yep. So that's it's just I was at that. This is what what it what it means to be a comic book fan. You get this full length, drawn out, continuous oh, is, story. If you've seen Battlestar Galactica and you get yeah. the whole space opera thing, it's exactly it's what it's space definitely opera. Yeah. yes. Yes. This <laughs> is epic in scale. Yes, yes it is. Absolutely yes, epic in scale. That's in fact, it's one of the yeah. the plights we have when we describe like well, you know, when you hear the, well, these stories never come to an end and things like that. And you're like, well, there's this really great one. It's only eight years long. It's really fantastic. And they're like, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. It, well, no. it could be daunting for some people. To it could be daunting. Well, I mean, but, yeah, but it's not, well, it wasn't it's not that, that, even big. that big. No, it wasn't. At the, at the height, you had some of the crossovers, which had some extra little yeah. things inside of it. I think at the but, height, you were paying 20 bucks for all the issues you could possibly get. Yeah. It a was, month. It was mostly, yeah. mostly in Nova and Guardians. That was your, that was the big the month yeah. to month. Those were the ongoings. Yep. And the other ones were miniseries i mean yeah it's it's worth it's worth hunting this down it is, i mean exactly. it's it, it's fantastic and in fact after this i may have to go home and reread this because i just um, <laughs> it's so good it's, yeah it's so good <laughs> but uh but anyway yeah they, I paid, definitely they paid such homage to the old stuff it was unbelievable yes. and and the final where it ends in the final scene you don't want it to end at all no. because you're you still you know you love these characters you love where it's going but where it ends and all this is in it's being talked about today like we're it still is. you know like the the whole the the it wraps up richard Ryder, and then we're getting him back now today yeah what's well, how many years later you know like no, three no. four or five something yeah, yeah it has to be like four or five something like that yeah no, I definitely agree. I, uh, y- you got to read this. That's that's for sure on that. Well, that's my three. All right, good picks. <laughs> um, I'll just do mine really quick. Uh, cause, you know, I well, you already pretty much did one. Of yours. I did one of mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So mine. Um, so my number one is Secret Wars, uh, and that's the original one. So uh, the that's official one. title is Marvel Superhero Secret, Secret Wars. Yeah. Uh, th- it's going to be the twelve issue miniseries they did in the late eighties, and and the reason why I picked it is because I think that it is still one of the best crossover books that a company has done. Uh, it came out around the same time as uh, Crisis on, on Infinite Earths. 
So, I mean, those are kind of the two that people always say are the big, the beginning of the crossover it's world. the beginning of the big event books. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was Crisis for DC and Marvel's Secret Wars for Marvel. Uh, and this has, this is going to be, this is going to have everything. Uh, this is going to have the X-Men, this is going to have the Fantastic Four, this is going to have Spider-Man, uh, it's going to have Doctor Doom, it's going to have Galactus. I mean, it's going to have the whole Marvel Universe. And the way they do it is just so much fun. Uh, the, unless, unless you're an X Men fan, uh, yeah, man, they don't really respect those guys. Uh, no, they do. No, well, I mean, <laughs> that I, mean, was, I uh, am an X Men fan, and, and he's right; they don't do a lot. But um, neither does Spider Man, except for they're the big no, thing with him. Oh, there was a big. They thing. Made no, no, no. Him, they man. do a big thing with him, but he's not. They made X Men jerks in it. Like they, they made they them, like their little isolationist like, kind of thing and all yes. this. And it's honestly, it's it's been a thing. Like this is still a good story, but it's been a thing that's always been harkened back to, and like you know, on they there was feelings of that inside Avengers versus X-Men. It was it was basically yeah. thrown down by Cyclops at that point in time like you always treat us like this and yeah. Um but but I mean um but I mean it's just it's 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 a lot of fun. You see you know just the the villains and the the heroes fighting on a different world. Um, it's you know, like I said, there's a big there's a big thing that happens to Spider-Man. I'm sure it's not a spoiler, but that's where he gets his Venom suit. What? Yep, I know. Uh, <laughs> Alien symbiote costume. Costume, I know. Um, and and I, I don't know. When I first read this, I really enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. If we're talking about great Marvel books for for somebody who wants to read some Marvel or is wanting to read a, a really fun story, uh, you know, I definitely pick Secret Wars. Um, uh, the other thing that I really enjoyed what they did with Secret Wars, uh, you know, you're not you don't need to read this in the in the books, but all the Marvel books, one month they were one way. You know, Spider-Man had a blue and red yeah. costume. Uh-huh. Then the next month, he came back. Then the, the very next month, there's a black costume on him. And they say, see, Secret Wars. They all walk into this bubble. And then they come and then they come back out the next month. And they go, you have to read these this 12-issue series to find out what happened. And I think that's a lot of fun that people were freaking out going, why is the thing not with the Fantastic Four? What happened to him? They're like, see Secret Wars. So people had to wait for an entire year's story to find out what happened. Why did Spider-Man have a new costume? Um, So I thought that was a fun thing. And like I said, this was the first um, kind of crossover uh, getting people hooked, trying to see what's going on with the entire universe, not yeah. just in a certain book. Um, so, Secret Wars is uh, is my number one. Uh, I think I, I think every Marvel person or somebody who's interested in Marvel should read it. Yeah. Uh, the second one, uh, kind of in the same vein, um, this is Marvel's, and this is basically. Again, kind of like what uh, DC, uh, DC and Marvel—they mirror each other from time to time. But this is Marvel's uh, Kingdom Come. This is their their take. Uh, they're both done by Alex Ross, and uh, the, uh, Marvel's was done by um, Kurt Busiek, and it's um, it's a love letter to the entire history of 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 Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a fantastic book. To talk to you about why Marvel comics are great, why their universe is great, um, and they start from the the beginning. Um, if you, you know, and I think they do a really good job of of bringing down the essence. So you don't need to read every Spider-Man book or every Fantastic Four book because in this book they kind of tell you why the Fantastic Four mattered, why Iron Man matters, you know, to the universe. Uh, 
the artwork I enjoyed. I, I'm an Alex Ross fan, so I enjoyed it in here. Uh, it's it's only it was a four issue with a zero issue, so five issues in total. For which? Uh, for Marvels. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, it's it, like I said, it's going to talk about the entire history of Marvel up to that point, and just. You know, it, it has a real mythology feel. Uh, you're you're following the Marvel universe from the uh, aspect of a newspaper reporter, and you know, and so you get the real ground level and and how do well, I love the way they do the different perspectives yeah. like that. Yeah, it was, it was great. And the, the, this was like one of the first times Alex Ross really blew up on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Everybody took real notice because his painting in the book was so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's 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 really good. So. Again, I, I, for me, I think that for for Marvel stories, uh, Marvels is going to get down to the essence of what makes Marvel Comics great. Secret Wars is going to be what makes them fun, and I think Annihilation is going to be uh, some offshoot, offbeat stuff that is just awesome as well. So those are those are my picks. I'm, and I'm very interested to hear what Richie's are because oh, Richie, boy. Richie is Richie's obviously a, a total DC, and I am too. But I've read boy. a lot of Marvel in my life too. Though, yeah, so, so yeah, but my, you, you cut your teeth on Marvel. I so. did cut my teeth on Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. So Marvel for me has always been kind of the outsider in my reading realms. Uh, so my list is it's very precise. Uh, whenever Marvel, the only three things you've read. They are not the only three things I've read. Uh, they are... Well, you didn't read Old Man Logan, so... I did not Old Man, read... I, I was told about Old Man Logan, so I, I didn't I, have to spend the money. It's I awful. have a theory about which one of them is, so I'm interested to see if I'm right. Oh, Go for it. All right, so I'm going to start off with... Uh, my first one, which I think is incredibly underrated, is Iron Fist, The Living Weapon in 2014. Oh, the Brubaker? Brubaker stuff was yeah. good. Yeah, Brubaker. So, okay. I knew nothing about Iron Fist, and the the story to me was just epic. And it there's the way they told the story and the way they, they brought you into Danny Rand and kind of explained his universe within that series was just it felt like an old kung fu movie. It was, yeah, <laughs> and, awesome. And it worked out really great. There's a the paneling in it is just mind-blowing mm-hmm. and there's I think there's six pages dedicated to one punch in this series <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just great. So it blew me away and I don't know many people that have read it or I read you it. Know, I read it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's one of my favorites and I think it's underrated as a it especially it actually turned me off from doing the Iron Fist Luke Cage because of the because I thought a lot of Danny Rand's depictions are like silly sidekick and things like that and this took it seriously for me and I really enjoyed that that's fantastic yeah this this was easily the ones I think that Marvel kind of missed on mm-hmm. that if this had been available in print in the last couple yes. years yeah. this would have been so much better to refer people that loved Hawkeye yeah yeah like yeah. the stylizing and the yeah. storytelling and all. Well, this. I'm sure they're going to reprint it with the show coming out. I'm I, sure. Yes, and I'm sure that they're going to. I hope they. I hope they actually do what they did with um, Punisher and Daredevil. Uh, they at San Diego. They talked about how they brought out these new comics and brought them back to street level because mm-hmm. of the TV shows. Yeah. People said they like Dark Daredevil. They don't right. want Happy uh, Go Lucky Daredevil. Yeah. Um. So they. When was that? 
Francisco, I think. Yeah, the Mark Blade stuff was very, very much more harder. I had blocked that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like the Brubaker. No. No, he goes to San Francisco and he's more of an acrobat and he's like swinging from things and he's smiling. And so, but they did that. And so I hope they do the same thing. I hope they come out with another Iron Fist book that's going to bring back to that gritty because this was gritty. Oh, it was well, awesome stuff. Yeah. Just because it was gritty and street level didn't mean it didn't take it to an incredibly, you know, uh, fantastical feats. Oh, I mean, no, there, it did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a almost a Godzilla fight in it, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's It just takes you on a full journey and a complete journey on that. And Iron Fist is not one of those characters that you can just kind of throw out there and people recognize, so to take that story and make me care about it as much as I did, I thought was just brilliant. So it's it's definitely up there with Marvel for me. Awesome. Um, the second one, I'm going to do the entire run of Ultimate X-Men to include up to Ultimatum. Um, I, was, I, I know you guys. As as an X Men fan, I can approve of this. So I, the things that I love X Men again. Are there any different writers around that one? Uh, so it started off Is with Mark Miller. Miller. Yeah. Then it was uh, Bendis. Bendis. Then it was Kirkman. Uh, yeah, I thought there was somebody in between. There's Bendis somebody and in there because I don't think Bendis was Kirkman's in it. For Kirkman was in it. I thought I thought yeah. there was somebody in oh, between somebody Bendis between and, and Kirkman. Who, yeah, interesting. Okay. To me, though, the, the stories themselves, the thing I... I didn't want to go into the Ultimate Universe, but I read Ultimates, and then I thought, you know, a fresh take and kind of an explanation, because I'm not a Marvel fan, it takes me kind of to the core of their universe and something I can start with and kind of enjoy. And the Ultimates universe I enjoyed because of their choices, the choices that they made, and Wolverine's choice in particular... Uh, kind of getting Jean Grey right at the beginning and then kind of throwing her to the side was one of my favorite pieces. And then kind of realizing the love and all that, I the the every character I thought stayed with their intentional, uh, and we talked the, about being purist, their intentional, yeah. intentional essence. So Wolverine's essence was there, but the decisions he was making were either more towards what I think Wolverine would do uh, in a new time or something that would be interesting to see and the consequences that come from Ultimate to me felt more permanent than in the regular universe of X-Men. Uh, I think it's that's pretty deliberate because the idea yeah. was that this being a different universe you could play we could it always had a sense you could abandon it at any point. You know, like, the Ultimates could run its course kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of did when you say up to Ultimatum. It did did get to that point. Um, So you did have the... You're grounded in what you expect the character to do, but yet you're playing in a universe where you can make these things different choices. Sometimes those choices turned out fantastic, like what the writers did with them. Sometimes I thought there was a couple times that it went a a little... A little weak. Like you have very early in the series, um, Professor Xavier's running around. And he has a cat on his lap. Right. He calls the cat Mystique, mm-hmm. or Raven. I can't remember which which side it was, but he calls it that. And you're like, oh my god, wouldn't it have been great if Professor Xavier m- got into her mind, made her transform into a cat, and live <laughs> like this? That's how he how he dealt with the threat of right. Mystique. Wouldn't oh, that wait. be great? <laughs> but then they totally backed out of that later. Like yeah, they yeah. had. You know, like a different writer. Oh, and 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 the writers, the one we were missing was Brian K. Vaughn was in there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that was. I mean, they've had really good writers on it, so 
Oh, your 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 boy even did a it did an issue. Oh, uh, Jones. Yeah. Really, I did not know that. He did the one half issue. Interesting. Huh. Like all right. little once and all this. All right. That's the, ah. The oh. time this was coming <laughs> I, I out. Have, I've only read about half of the time that was coming so. out. This was really interesting to see where the X Men success was, mm-hmm. because. Um, there's a lot of people who will block out the uncanny stories during this period of time. Like the uncanny stories were. Was it the Claremont? Pop- oh no, okay, Poptopia. Gotcha. Yeah, like gotcha, it's gotcha. Poptopia into Is the Draco, into all that stuff where, you know, like uh, Juggernaut's part of the X Men and they're dealing with. You know, it has. I like, actually, I was avidly reading at that time. All that stuff. So. Yeah, new X Men and Extreme X Men were going on at the beginning of it, right. and it just were just fading out as this was was picking up. Um, but the ridiculous commercial success of it at the beginning, like oh, yeah. issues issue ones of Ultimate Spider Man, issue ones of Ultimate X Men, went hundreds of dollars. Yep. Yeah. I remember two of the big uh, mm-hmm. variants I tried to chase down cost me like two three hundred dollars a piece on the issue ones. Like this was. It was nuts, and it was really there. But it, you know, it was a very much a a darker look at the X Men yeah. universe. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was it was a a stricter. So the thing I thought about X Men because I really do like X Men, but and I've told this before is that I was flabbergasted with because I had just gotten into where almost the entire universe of Batman. Where do you start? Yeah, and I was like, I don't know where to oh, begin. Oh, so that was crazy. I jumped right in the middle. Right. Oh, yeah. I think Uncanny was. Like I did two... that with. 70 something and I was just like yep this is where right. I'm starting I did that gonna with, go nuts yep, me too. I did that as well I did that with Batman and then I, w- I went to X-Men and I was like I don't wanna and so I hit <laughs> you, you referred it to a five year old exactly what I, I did want. no so and right. so I saw a trade of Ultimate X-Men and started from one and I just ate them up there you go. Every time. And the story took me all the way to Ultimatum, and it made me pick up all the Fantastic Four. I have all Ultimates in Fantastic Four and X-Men. I did, I did, did the you same. Did the Spider-Man? I have read half the Spider-Man. Oh, I love the Spider-Man yeah. as well. I thought well, no, Spider-Man what I liked about really the Spider-Man, because I wasn't a Spider-Man fan, but what I liked about it reading it was this was the first time reading through this version of the character. Yeah. Even yeah. though it was a lot of replay. Yeah. You know, like, I... Could just read it, you know, continuously mm-hmm. through, just yep. the same as you had yep. with X Men. Yeah, and so for me, it was it was good, and I really I dig the suits, I dig the illustration. There's, uh, in particular, trade seven when Wolverine and Spider Man and Daredevil kind of team up together. Oh. Just blockbuster. Yeah. yeah, it's such a good arc. It's so good, and they they all are pitch perfect on their characters to me, and I, I think that mixing in that universe it was really easy to grasp it was almost a, a valiant little bubble that I could jump into so nice um, my last one was actually mentioned a little bit but it's Hawkeye Matt Fraction's Hawkeye <sighs> that's cool <laughs> so. uh, right. okay uh, <laughs> Richie we're, we're gonna let you have it but you're out on a limb yeah, so I... <laughs> Actually, you can like whatever you like. You can I like whatever you want. Whatever. None it. of us are coming out there with Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we, are, we are watching. We are waving from the side of the pool. You guys can, because I loved it. I really did. It was it was a great comic for me. Um, the, the part I didn't like was around the end, but for me, the illustration, the direction of the book being that it didn't have a story to it, um, 
You really like David of, Aja is what you like. I do, I do like David Aja. Because he yes. was an Iron Fist and he did Hawkeye. Yes. Yep. And, so. and the, but the storytelling with that, to me, was great. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I like the paneling, I like the direction of the story, and I really I, I'm not a really big Matt Fraction fan at uh, all. <laughs> there has been some Fraction stuff in the beginning, I thought. Uh, he, well, and he was also co-writer on the Iron Fist stuff, so, I mean, that was that was good. Yeah, so, yeah, I must really... No, I agree with Keith. There's some, some there, there have I, been some stuff. I was much more. Uh, Fraction had a little bit of a run inside X Men that I thought was fine. That was and, fine. Yep. Uh, I don't mind his Invincible Iron Man. Uh, no, his in Iron Man was pretty good. It's, yeah. Okay, uh, it's easily a concept that most people can dismiss the whole rebooting of the brain kind was, of thing. It was okay. That's fun. Well, I thought that was fun. I didn't I have a problem with it. And I, and I, I was. <laughs> but then also, I, I wasn't hardcore in Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It just, it just, you brought up a very controversial. Uh, a book and also person, so it's a. I, I will say this: there are a lot of fraction fans. Absolutely, you yeah, there's absolutely a lot there of them. Yeah, for oh sure. yeah, they can be fraction absolutely. fans. That's fine. Yep, yep. yep. That guy needs a job. <laughs> and you know, and you know, there's what? people to support him. Absolutely. And you know what? But every one of us at this table has a couple guys that we aren't fans of. Yeah. And that we yeah, have a fractions. Couple. I'm not a big fan. Of, I, I've met him in person. Uh-huh. He's a nice guy. In no, person. no, he's, he's, he's fine. So, I just don't want him to write comics anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. No, no I, you know what? It's fine. Let him go out there and do like the the sex criminals type stuff and all this, and and have his have his area out there where yep. his fans can follow him. You yep. know what? It cool. Well, and also one of the things with him is that he well, he, right, so he is he's the person who always gets his stuff in on time. He does. He do does. That. He does not. He does but not do it pre If he's deep. writing his own stuff, I'm much better with that than I am when he's writing other properties. Because sex criminals, I don't have any problem with. Mm-hmm. It's just a goofy, fun book. Some of his but independent you, stuff. But you get into is, yeah. him doing like. I can't, dude. I just can't. I love it. I love it. I do it. For me, let's go back. You can like it uh-huh. and all this, but I'll tell you what, there's a better Hawkeye story out there. Maybe. It's Maybe. called Old Man Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so, yeah. Yes, bring it back. That is awesome. And you know what? And it's true. And I'm right. And it and is you true. Are absolutely because right. the second the second person who appears the most in Old Man Logan it's is Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So well, I, I think I, it's, it's my favorite Hawkeye story, too. So, I, I will it. say that Hawkeye is not one of my favorite characters. Well, it doesn't have to be. I mean, uh, I, I, you're, 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 like so this. you're talking about a book you really enjoyed. That's yeah. totally cool. Yeah. That's cool. And it, We're to me, me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, this is the whole point of <laughs> comic podcast is to do this with yeah, yeah. exact point. And, yeah, and completely yeah. disagree. Right. That's why it's good. There's a part of me that really wants to make this into a discussion about that book, but I'm not going to. But for me, I just, I stand by it. I think it's a great book. I think it it tells so, a story of a superhero not be, not trying to be a superhero and not being able to escape heroics. I I, I have real, real real quick. So when you got to the very end and your your vision came back, how did you feel? <laughs> Great. <laughs> when you get to the very I, end I of guess, the entire run and your vision suddenly came back, like your eyesight came I guess back. Right? I, I guess because obviously you were just it was all I white lo- for you. It was fantastic. <laughs> let's let's wrap this all the way back to other. So we don't understand why people don't like Han Solo. Correct. Here's a chance for you to tell us exactly why you like Hawkeye because we don't. It was it was such a I hyped. Tried. I tried. So it was hard. such a hyped book. Yeah. And it, when yep. we're looking at it. We were like, I don't. So here's. Yeah, I wanted to go to the garage easy. and smash my hand with a hammer after so, reading about three or four issues of it. So there's good. There may be <laughs> one point to that I missed the entire hype thing. I've 
You might have. I picked That's, it up. It was on, popular as hell. Yeah, yeah it was. Pretty uh, popular. I, I I brought back my number one because I I read it and and we were sold out mm-hmm. and people were like, oh yeah, how I much did we sell this. it for? I, it was like 15, 20 bucks or something. Something like that, and that was like a couple days after, and then it jumped all the way up to like a hundred dollars for a first printing there for a couple weeks yeah. because everyone was trying to get hold of the book, and I went, and 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 I know we're writing you. But, I didn't well, no, hate there's, it. There's I just went. I, something okay. like that. I look at it and I go. Honestly, that was I don't the bigger. If I'm reading the same thing as you are, that was the bigger point. Reading it, there's nothing to hate about it. There's no, nothing to say this no, is terrible. Else. No, but it almost was a bigger sticking point to under to say where is the fervor? Yes, why, yeah, why exactly. are you? Why are you rabid masses? So here's where coming for this. Here it is. Yeah, it's a totally different set of perspective because that's why I like the damn book. I enjoy the fact that there is no. It's not popping out. You know, there's no crazy monster in it. There's nothing happening in it. It's just Hawkeye trying to be Hawkeye, you know? He's a he's a human Avenger. He has no superpowers, and he doesn't even have a ton of money. And Kinda he's like just Batman. He, but he doesn't have the money. <laughs> it's not... It's not a Batman story because Bruce would go to a, a mansion or something Zach like that. Zach is ripping on you. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's, <laughs> that was pretty funny. But I, I want to make it clear that it's not... I enjoy a guy that has to live in these extreme circumstances and comes back to a normal life having to deal with regular stuff. And they they wrote it that way, and I think it, it works. You should read Irredeemable Ant-Man. Yes. Have you it's not read that? It's much better. Okay, no. Kirkman um, wrote it. Robert Kirkman wrote it. When he was writing for Marvel for that like mm-hmm. couple year stint or whatever. That easily gets an honorable mention. That, yeah, that, that is that, an that's absolute good. easy no. honor. That, but, it was only like 12 issues, I think, right. and it was great, man. It was great. But, yeah, but, anyway. but you, it describes the same type of character right. that you like. Right. It's the same exact type of character. Gotcha. Only done much better. Well, yeah. like I said, this In one... my humble opinion. Yeah. I, I think These are all opinion no, pieces. Look, look, so. it's, opinion, <laughs> it's real easy to pick up something here about Richie's likes, which is that Richie... Read more. No, Richie <laughs> shies away <laughs> from powers and superheroes. Like, like yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. powers Powers are something you much, much more would rather see. How does the everyday hero become the everyday hero? What I do he like doing? an overcoming so, so you can be my hero, baby? Yes. Right. <laughs> and kiss away the pain? Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I I do, I do, for that's the reason why I, I lean towards Batman over Superman is I enjoy the overcoming a power than having to turn down the power. Yeah, that's that is a no, total no, style thing that a yeah. lot of people have a line in the sand about. Yep. Yeah. And and again, it doesn't prevent you from liking Superman. No, no. It just means that again, this is the type of story that you gravitate towards. Right. And and, and I and and every time I see that, I go, oh man, okay, another depowered superhero uh, so and like I said I'm the exact opposite I like seeing the 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 responsibility of having so many powers right and what does that do to a person's morals and and things like that so you're right, right. you're right yeah. it's a difference of a, a style so yeah Hawkeye excellent all right, book. All right. So, I enjoy right. it a lot all right cool well, uh, leading to my picks, yep. uh, we covered Old Man Logan. Yep. That's on my list. I'm not taking it off. Um, my other two, one, it's funny because it didn't come up in my mind until Zach actually told me, oh, yeah, you're definitely picking this one. And then I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, I am picking that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are picking that he's, one. He's told me for years and years about it. He, you haven't read it yet, have you? Uh, I have not, but I have it's it. It's great, I have it. It's great. In fact, so I'm, it's Earth-X, Universe-X, Paradise-X. 
Mm-hmm. So, and it's why, you know, like I asked earlier, I was like, what, what are you talking? Because my mind was drifting while you were talking about Alex Ross. And it was talking, thinking about this. And you're like, four issues. I'm like, no, it's not. It's like, it's 13 per 14 for, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, EarthX does exactly the same things that Zach says Marvel's does. Mm. So, EarthX is a wordy, wordy book. It is. There's it a lot is, of content there, but that's not about to Get your bang for your buck. Yes, you do. There is a fraction there's a fracture towards the current uh, state of the Marvel timeline. What happens is that there is a specific event that they decided to pick on and say, what if it went a different way? Like this this climatic event. Uh, and what happened was that the entire world is super powered now. So responsibility of having powers and changing out, like the whole thing's flipped on its head because everybody's got some kind of powers. Like everybody's been affected. And it's funny as <clears throat> Tangerine Mist is uh, <laughs> yeah. what we're back to in the Marvel Universe right now is where this all came from. But why it happened, who it affects, what's happened since then, what other things have gone on. And and the world is, is seemingly much, much darker. It is... It is disconnected. It is uh, uh, a bad-looking state. Peter Parker is a police officer and barely not really even using his powers. He's a fat guy just chasing the donuts more he's chasing the criminals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Donuts are good. Reed Richards is a shell of a man running around in Castle Doom dressed as Dr. Doom. Mm Mm-hmm. Because things went that bad for him personally. The X-Men are fractured and all over the place and all this. The greatest part about this and the greatest reason why I can recommend this to anybody, no matter what your what your level of knowledge inside Marvel was, is that they the story the central plot has to do with X fifty one, the machine man, mm-hmm. and Uatu, the watcher. And it's that the watcher needs Perf. a new watcher. So he wants X-51 to take over this role and he's showing him and so what he does is to show him all the things that's going on he shows them the origin he shows them up to the point of the event he shows them what happens after the event he shows you everything you want to know why the Fantastic Four are who the Fantastic Four are here's a, they're going to cover it in the first eight pages of wordy dialogue and, and snapshots of what went on but there is no character that you can't just understand its origin story in, in covered inside this and then you have a whole bunch of other characters in there that that are filling different roles and doing different things. Like the Red Skull is not the Red Skull. The Red Skull is a kid. Like one of the things that happened when all the powers happened, like they wiped out almost everybody with mental powers. Well, the Red Skull all of a sudden has this massive amount of mental powers. He's growing an entire army to come across the U.S. and and take over. And Captain America is this old haggard man and all this, but he's trying to protect things. And the story progresses and goes in in different directions and shows all these different characters. And you see, and they then go back and take the old stories and twist them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, like a relationship in the X Men world of between the X Men had a villain Belasco who had to do with Ileana and um, Limbo and all this. And yet when it was written in the X-Men books, there's no explanation about why all of a sudden there's a demon, and maybe even the devil himself, who's a villain of the X-Men. He's just there. He's just been this. In Earth-X, they decide, here's why. 
here's a whole origin story that we're going to give to this thing, and then we're going to twist it and do all this. And none of it in the Earth X universe is actually long affecting, long standing, and not meant to be as true. Right. But you get to play with all this stuff, and you get to do That's all these nice. interesting things. And Earth X is about the rise of the Red Skull. Uh, universe X is about um, what's going to happen. You know what's what's going on. You know, in a greater sense, and Paradise X is is afterlife, and it's it's twisting what's going on inside the world so greatly inside all this stuff that it's just it's it to me it was a great what if story. I've always said I like the what ifs. And again, Alex Ross just Alex Ross does the covers. Yeah. So um, you get a great visual sales right to that just on the covers. I remember mm-hmm. them being just. They're, they're also really great if you if you find all the covers, it, put them together in the right sequence. They actually form one large picture. They do. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Keith's done it when we've gotten it in here before, and it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 a fun read. You, yeah, I think it's an educational read if you don't know about certain characters. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of they they took little stories in there from a Fantastic Four about uh, finding uh, one of the guys who's uh, a version of Death, and they use him massively inside this whole story. And there's a whole bunch of people called different names that they're not really, and you have to watch it all unfold. Nice. Okay. That is a classic. Excellent. Sticking almost exactly with the What If world, uh, one of the other storylines that has always entertained me the most was Exiles. Ah. I like oh. Exiles. That book, that book was fun. Um, it was... It played upon the idea that there are universes being messed with, corrupted, alternative alternative line, you know, alternative dimensions. Right. And there's a team out there of exiles, of heroes who have to go into this dimension um, and correct the wrongness. Like one of the guys gets a little a little watch that kind of communicates with him and says, here you've got to turn around and save the X-Men and then that'll save the planet. But on this planet, the X-Men aren't the X-Men the X-Men are Magneto, you know, like and they have right, to go right. through these different things. They pluck the heroes out at their moment of death. And the story kind of builds up because um, back with uh, Generation uh, X, right before that started, there was the whole uh, X-Men storyline, the Flanax Covenant. And there was a character in it that was going to be part of the new generation of mutants, but dies right away, and it Blink. Mm-hmm. And Blink was his fan-favorite, cult-favorite that everybody wanted to see. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Wanted to see come back. They play her again in Age of Apocalypse, and that just, that just sparked up the fervor. Like, that made her the coolest <laughs> thing out there. Right. So... In Exiles, they snatched her from the Age of Apocalypse version of her, and she's part of this team. And all these interact, and and as part of the team, even while they're on away missions, they also die. And so they're constantly picking up new people. So the cast of the book changes quite frequently. That's awesome. You're constantly evolving it through, like, one one of the original characters in all this is the son of Magneto and Rogue. You know, in this alternate world and all this, you get you get to play with some of these people from different. Uh, there's one really good character in there who is the daughter of Nightcrawler and yep. Scarlet Witch. That was, uh, she was Nocturne. Cool. Yeah, she was cool. Nocturne was fantastic, and there comes a point where these people cross over into our world, and you get to see this reaction and like seriously, like Nightcrawler's looking at it, it's like really Scarlet Witch and me, huh? You know, like <laughs> you see the wheels turn. Uh, I think the book's really good for about the first uh, 50 issues. I got Yeah, I had it up to the first 50, and then I, I couldn't do it anymore. It started getting really not good after that. But. The best 
the, the where I would cut it off is right there, somewhere between about 44 and 50 and all this, and that is when they they meet the other team of exiles. That's exactly, yeah. You and me are right on fire with yeah. this. It's crazy. <laughs> I continue to read it, and I continue to kind of yeah, enjoy it. Not. Yeah, but I, there's there's a there's a monumental shift and change. But they meet another team of exiles that are the bad guy versions. Mm-hmm. So Which we send the good awesome. guys in to go clean this up. We send the bad guys in because we just need to go kill this guy and fix the world. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And then the whole story plot line starts really evolving more and more about why is there even this overall outside time guy and what's right. going on inside well, yeah because they don't even have time to question why they're pulled and why they're there they just right. you know, and what the, what the actual yeah who, what the actual controlling factor yeah, right. is like yeah, well, say, are you evil or are you good right. yeah who's the you know who's the man behind the curtain kind right. of thing so that's interesting so I've always wanted to read Exiles yeah. it was good man I need to, I need to. like you said I, I'm right with you man right when right at the right near 50 and it just it was excellent all the way up till then and then it was just not I think what I think that the change I think that what I really feel about is in that first 50 is even as you lost a character even if you lost somebody within only seeing them for like two issues you still cared about them Mm -hmm. you still got deeply involved into it and all this absolutely and then when we saw the other the bad team with Hyperion and it had Sabretooth from Age of Apocalypse Uh, it had all the you know had the mm -hmm. these people and all this and it really got complicated and you're like this is really really great and then right after that it felt like we just went back to Tom and Jerry episodes of Rinse and Repeat gotcha. yep. and we so. didn't care as deep about the characters it, that were it all ran on the hundred issues it did and just the, well, unfortunately and I, I the last that, 50 uh, were and then it restarted it twice yeah it yeah. restarted twice like Bombed. It's funny that the, the last restart, the first issue, Blink's sitting there just pissed off like this is going to happen again. Like, knows 100% what happened and she's just she's just kind of like pissed. And it almost feels like that was like a market the reader. Like, it was almost like, mm-hmm. we're just like, uh, we're just going to do this all over again. We're just going to rinse and repeat kind of thing and all this. And it just, it never it never had the magic the gonna, first 50. Yeah, it's not going to have the same magic at all. Because it's not, it was fresh and new when it was first done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it's so easy to like throw in the character you really love from some dimension or throw in some big what if. I can compare that story to a manga. Okay. Gantz. That's Gantz. Um, Yeah. Gantz is in the orb. It's this orb in this apartment. And right at the time of death, you get sucked into this apartment. And whenever it decides, there's like a bunch of aliens on the earth. So whenever it decides it needs to send you somewhere, you get sucked into this apartment. It gives you the suit to protect yourself and guns. And it doesn't tell you anything. You got to figure it out trial by error. But if you die on the mission, it's you die. Pretty, it's pretty crazy, yeah. Gantz was an uh, excellent man. You you actually might enjoy it. Maybe it's too because it's it's very exiles ish. So finally, that was, I like I've just never been a big manga fan because I'm way more about dialogue, and I always find that manga involves way too much of the story in the art. It is very much that I miss slowed. That. Yeah, that they very much slow it down. I with the flip. Art. I go. I go. I can go over art too fast. That's a personal, just the way I read it. I can well, miss. Yeah, a lot of a lot of manga is very much the um, Japanese style of movie making, where it's it's more about the sense and the feeling and the cinematography, and you're reading their faces and their body gestures and that kind of sure. thing, and that's what yeah. you're reading in the manga. And if I'm sure. reading it too fast and missing that, then that's why I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, all right. That's where I that's where and, I trip and, up in manga. And I just realized that all three picks are alternate universe stuff for Keith. Sure. Oh, yeah. yep, yep, I, I, I have he, no bones about saying no, that. Yeah, we talked no, about, like, no. me and Nick's. That's alternate yeah, universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I think uh, an honorable alternate. mention I would throw in here is Age of Apocalypse. Ah, alternate yeah. universe. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. 
Oh, sure. Well, and I think alternate um, universe stuff does a really good job of showing you, as Rich and I were talking about, the essence of characters, but doing different things with them. Yeah. Right. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love Red Sun Superman isn't because a lot of people like it because it's, you know, oh, he's a communist and he's, you know, he's for Russia and stuff. But Mark Miller in that book tells you why, what the core of Superman is and why it doesn't matter where he lands, he's still Superman. And they kind of do that with all different... If a good alternative story, I should say, right. tells you about the world and the characters well, I think through different ways. Alternate universes allow you to let up a little bit, which yeah. helps just you to enjoy the story a little further too because you kind of take advantage of the con the continuity run because that's just what's happening and you're enjoying it as it's going on and then all of a sudden you get this break and they tell you hey you remember that thing you liked about the continuity well we're gonna dive into it even further and kind of expand on it and if they really capture the essence of the character it allows you to take them in even more than you would have in your regular month, monthly, monthly reading issue. Yeah. I will tell you this, and it's one of the strongest things I think that applies to today's um, comic-related movies, is that if you allow yourself to turn around and uh, be off the, the grid with uh, continuity, mm -hmm. then you can allow the story to be judged whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Because yeah. the problem is, is that just like if, if Alternate Universe uses the same character, we're going to pick one guy that everybody knows, let's call it Captain America, and we're going to use him in different alternative universes. If you come across an alternative universe where all of a sudden the guy doesn't care about standing up for anybody, he doesn't turn around and uh, uh, defend anything, like it's, right. it's just whatever, and he's more about anarchy than he is about about uh, brotherhood and togetherness and things like that, you're not going to turn around and feel like that that's Captain America. Why why do we call it yeah, Captain America? Yeah, you completely derail from right. what character's essence is. Yeah. You can successfully tell that story if you're going to play the game of the reason why this guy never got that installed was this. It's it's right. like the Red Sun idea where yeah, yeah. there are pieces of that Superman missing from what we know in a Superman yeah. because he didn't have that installed. I, yeah. I take it as the, the Superman that's currently in DC movies right now. Why does he act? Uh, Superman would never do this. He would do this. Like, you're not looking at the Superman coming from the same amount of experiences. Yep, exactly. Like, look what his father did differently. And they set that up so drastically to say, this Superman's different. He's yep. going to look at this world way differently. But yet at the core, you yep. still are wrestling with a Superman who's trying to figure out how he fits into an alien environment. Like, yep. this is a core Yeah, yep. it's a core plot. Absolute, and yet He's absolutely trying to be... He's still trying to be human. Yeah, and, and trying he, to be the, with him trying to do that, he's more human than most people are. And so yeah, he doesn't get some of the, the the morality that his both of his parents would have installed, but he does get some of the morality that his mother would have installed. And that's yeah. what you see coming yep. through that. Yep. So in any of these events, where we talk about, and we're going to see Suicide Squad tonight, you know, there's going to be plenty of pieces inside that that are not going to match up 100% to a comic book. Not nope. at all. But you know what? let every medium stand on its own. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I can, if I can take that step back and I can just feel at the core that they're not, you know, just totally throwing away this character and only slapping on a name just because it fits close to a story. Like then, Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that, no, that's, that's a great point right there because what you have is, you have a situation, hey, look, we got a, we got a character here and we own this property. Why don't we mix them together? And Hollywood's done that a lot. Right. And, they've, oh, yeah. and they've really done terrible things sometimes with that mm -hmm. and all this. 
I don't, you know, I don't get into the Walking Dead TV show because I felt that there were certain characters inside there that were so against their core of what I expected them to be that I thought, why didn't you just call this person different, a different name? Why did you have to call it that person? Because mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to fit to me. And my mind fights it too well, they hard. Even, they even broke Rick apart. Daryl and Rick, or Rick in the comic book, mm-hmm. those two characters—they made him two characters in the show. Oh, are you saying that because there's the uh, the early uh, the early uh, issue where he's got Rick on a bike? Ha ha! <laughs> like, right, right. No, I mean you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, but you know, like, Andrea was the one that turned me off to the show. Actually, yeah. it's the same here. Andrea was the one that broke it because she's so great in the comics. And if you had had that same character do the same plot lines inside the show and not call her Andrea, I really wouldn't have cared. I really wouldn't have. But it just, it took me, every time I saw it, and every time I was watching it, I just was like, that's not my Andrea. That's not, and, and it took me outside of being able to enjoy that universe. Yeah. And if you if you remind me that I'm that it's just all false, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. And so alternate universes always, if well done, sure. will show you the core about what the character yep. is, give you a different angle to shine upon it and, and play with it and have fun, and leave you with something that you understand is non- Lasting and impactful, and you, you you ate it because it was popcorn, and that you're yeah. not worried about spoiling your dinner. Well, sure. But I will say, you some of these alternative universes too. You don't need to know the, the original thing oh, it no. came from for no, it to still be no. good. The, no. If it's good, it tells you it's what you need good. to know. Yeah, yeah. Like it Paradise tells, X. Yeah, it'll tell you what yeah. you need to know about the characters. That's kind of the point. Be so. be sure you read Earth X first. Before. There are plenty yeah. of people who hate Paradise X. Like, yeah. I put it all together, and I don't have a problem with the entire run of it. Um, but Paradise X definitely was its its softest point. And that was what was coming out, and those covers were, were grabbing me when I came back to comics. And mm-hmm. I had to go chase Earth X and Universe X. But especially at the point in time where I was coming back to comics, it was great to read something like that that was giving me the cliff notes of characters. I felt so happy about knowing. Oh, now I understand. I always seen the Fantastic Four. I always knew they were a family. I didn't know. I really, honestly, if you don't read the books, you don't really even notice that they're that much about dealing with cosmic level threats and alternate dimensions and things like this. But you read this, and all of a sudden you get that point. Mm-hmm. And it gives it to you uh, like that. And it led me down the rabbit hole of a couple other characters that I wanted to learn a little bit more. Yep. Sweet. Excellent. So, guys, right. I think that wraps our episode for yep. this week. Uh, yep, next we love week. your feedback. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely give us that. feedback because we, we love to hear it. We yep. love to hear On what you Facebook like. On the Facebook page. Um, what you don't like. Just tell us in store. In person, come and punch yeah. us. Whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever. Zach, Zach. Zach. No, <laughs> please don't. Um, <laughs> I guess it rolls downhill. Punch Richie. Punch Richie. I'll take a punch. <laughs> and so, uh, just for the little tease here, uh, this is another fan requested thing that uh, a couple people have actually been really interested in hearing yes. our opinions. Um, next week is going to be our Preacher episode. Careful what you wish for. What? Uh, it's going to be Preacher. <laughs> Uh, some people have asked us what we think about the new TV show that just wrapped watch up. watch the show? You do? Uh, yes. I have to read the book. Nah. And, and he to has to read the, the book show? <laughs> That's the thing that Keith, Sean, and I have already read Preacher. Richie has not. I have uh, We just have to catch up on the, the TV show. Um, I have, I'm a couple of episodes behind. but It's easy for Richie anyway because you only have to read the first page. It's kind oh, of... okay. Yeah, kind of <laughs> um... <laughs> No, but, but we are going to play spoilers. We are going to turn around and talk about 
a little bit of depth. We are going to talk about you know, how we feel about it. Yeah, so how those of you that haven't it? seen it, you need to go watch it and read the book now too, because it's going to be spoiler. <laughs> yeah, <for you. laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think we're going to get into some good discussions about the show versus the comic, just the comic itself, because mm-hmm. uh, we all have some some opinions about it, and to hear your first opinion since you've never read it before. For so sure. yeah, it's going to be all preacher, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Thanks for doing it, guys. All right. Bye.